Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday, July 13th, 2020. Man, this is a hot day here in Texas. We're just thrilled to come here with you. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're just thrilled to have you as our listener. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. And yes, we're going video. Got StreamYard all set up. We're working on getting it all connected so we can hit the push button and get it sent out to multiple sources at the same time. So you'll be able to watch and listen. Everything should stay the same if you're listening via Blog Talk Radio. Uh, by the way, if you're sharing our podcast, be sure to share them from our website. I noticed the Roostify's got shared a couple times from the Blog Talk Radio website. Uh, that's that's fine if you do that. It's nothing wrong. You just got to tell everyone in advance to the so far in to be able to uh, share the specific. Our hot topic is extra hot because it's coming to you live from hot Austin, Texas. 106 degrees is what I think I read it's going to be today. But we're going to be doing something that we haven't done in a long time. We get a lot of requests for it. We're going to have a roundtable discussion of the regulars. So we're going to be talking a whole bunch of issues, and I'm really excited to get into it. I want to say a special thank you to Industry Syndicate. We're proud to be a part of it. Go check out all the podcasts at industrysyndicate.com. Proud to be a part of mortgagemedia.com. Check that out. I could give you so many shout outs to our various listeners that are out there. I just want to say thank you to all our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Be sure to check out Mortgage Action Alliance app. You can download it on your smartphone. That way you can have your voice heard in Washington, D.C. You should read over what is there. I can't imagine you wouldn't be in agreement with what the NBA is doing, but read over it. Stay in touch with what they're advocating on the Hill on our behalf. I have. I have confidence in what they're doing, so I oftentimes read it. If I agree with it, I hit the send button and automatically it goes out to all the various branches of the government where my voice needs to be heard based on my zip code. Sign up for the Mortgage Action Alliance. Also, Finastra, whose mortgage bot solution is automatically addresses compliance issues while delivering enhanced borrower satisfaction with increased productivity. They're doing some really innovative things. Check out the Finastra website, third largest fed tech company in the world. They've got a huge resources behind them, and I want to make sure you get over and check them out. Check them out at our website at Lickin on Lending, as well as all of our sponsors there. We also want to say thank you for the membership and the privilege of having Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Join us as sponsors. They're both mortgage co-ops, creating competitive advantages for both lender and vendor members. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, very excited about that partnership as well as Indicom. If you're looking for a solution for outsourcing, check out Indicom. Also, Incelerate. Josh is helping lenders close more loans through engaging borrowers and forming tighter connections. they got some great technology. Josh just did a webinar. Be sure to get a copy of that. Ainsworth Advisors, more and more of the GSEs or the investors are saying, who's advising you? Kind of who looks over your business? Go check out AinsworthAdvisors.com to see who can be on there and help you be overseeing your business. Not managing your business. This is a board of advisor service. It's a great service and the agencies and many of the investors are wanting to know more. By the way, there is a new update on the Ainsworth Advisor website. I encourage you to go listen to it. That's one of the reasons you want to go regular to the Ainsworth Advisor website. I encourage you to check it out. Also, AI Assist. In the world of artificial intelligence, it's becoming more and more what we're doing. You need to check out AI Assist. 
And also, while you're doing that, go check out Unique.com. We had them on as a guest, and that podcast has taken off like you cannot believe. So Unique, U-N-E-E-Q.com, the digital human combined with AI Assist. It's amazing. Also, Celebrity Home Loans is growing through acquisitions. Talk to David Robnett. Talk to Pete Gabrion there. That team is a great group. Check them out. As well as Knowledge Coop. Great way to get your training done. Oh, man, we've got to be training people. Are we doing a good job of training your people? How are you doing it? You need to check out Knowledge Coop. Ken Perry and the team is the leading provider of learning management system. One of the things I learned all about learning management system from Alice Alvey. She is the best at that. So check out Knowledge Coop. Mobility RE as well as Modex providing great tools for you and recruiting top LOs as well as engaging with realtors. Really like what they're both doing. Velma, virtual electronic marketing assistant. VendorSurf, when you're looking for vendors, check them out. And Vidyard, great way. I'm using Vidyard like crazy right now for recording videos and hosting videos. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the Hot Topic segment today. And so we're going to have the regulars joining us. Also, I think Les Parker just joined in. We're looking forward to have Les Parker alive with us in the Hot Topic segment. Got some things for him. Also, a special thank you to Alice, Andy, Allen, and Matt for their contributions to the podcast each and every week. So let's start off by getting over to Rob Van Raphorst with this week's MBA Mortgage Minute. Rob? Hi, I'm Rob Van Rappers. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news in the Mortgage Bankers Association. Yesterday, MBA released its latest forbearance and call volume survey, which revealed that the total number of loans now in forbearance decreased by 21 basis points from 8.39% to 8.18% as of July 5th, 2020. According to MBA's estimate, 4.1 million homeowners are now in forbearance plans. Notably, 43% of loans and forbearance are now in an extension following the initial forbearance term, while more than 10% of borrowers entered into a deferral plan to exit forbearance. This is down from 16% the week prior. For those exiting forbearance over the next several months, MBA expects to see many of the borrowers with GSE loans to utilize the deferral option. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, good job, Rob. Appreciate that. The deferral option is interesting, and you need to check that out. We may get into that in the Hot Topic segment. So as Alice and Andy and the various ones research that, that'll give them a homework to do between now and when we go into the Hot Topic segment. But anyway, appreciate Rob Van Raphorst for getting us that. Again, check out the Mortgage Action Alliance. All the MBA conferences are going to be virtual this year, even the annual conference. That saddens me. I love the annual conference, but I understand it. I get it. COVID's real, and we're seeing just a spike here in Texas and Florida and different parts of the country. We need to take this thing seriously. Les Parker is here live with us, but we're going to get him live in a minute. So here's Les's pre-recorded comments with the macro view of the markets. Les? TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. Brothers and comrades, pump up the volume. You're going to buy up. On July 1st, China pumped up the volume of stock purchases via its state-run media. If the major central banks can buy bonds, why can't the Chinese Communist Party use propaganda to get its subjects to buy stocks? Of course, China's central bank supports its financial system, too. But it offers distorted sounds about banks, companies, government, and the economy. Players learn to cut through the noise of news. For now, mortgage rates continue to stay near 3%. So, pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Dance, dance. These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. Oh, yeah. 
Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Yeah, you know what? Good job, Gary Catrimone, Les Parker. I love that one. That is hilarious. Yeah. What works when you start singing in the shower? So, yeah, good hook there. (laughs) Anyway, Matt Graham, good to have you here. Matt Graham is the founder and CEO of MBSLive.net and newest contributor. We're so glad to have you here, friend. I just redid my office, and I've got a dedicated monster monitor in my office right behind me. And I'm looking back here at this thing, and it is so nice to just have it up and running. Not only that, it kind of looks cool when I'm doing video. Makes you look cool. (laughs) Uh, Makes me look cool, but it's more than just the cool factor. It's the information in here is just amazing. I mean, you posted at 11.49 a.m. Robert Schiller warns that urban prices could decline. That is really interesting, especially when you look at all the urban dwellers. It's the COVID effect, people heading out. Lots of great information. Let's get into an update on what's going on with the markets and what you got on the economic calendar this week. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, so just a quick recap of last week. It won't take long because it was pretty slow. Very small economic data and events on the calendar. Not much market movement, and that was especially true for stocks. Nonetheless, the bond market, aka interest rates, made some pretty impressive moves and had some very interesting volatility by the end of the week. So in general, treasuries made it to lows not seen since I think late April. And that is one part of the movement for mortgage rates. But the other part is that mortgage bonds actually outperformed treasuries and made it to the best levels ever. Again, second week in a row. And the yeah. mortgage rates, obviously, to new all-time lows. So this thing is getting interesting with mortgage rates now because in the past, when we've hit all-time lows, 2012, and 2016 for some lenders. We haven't stayed there for very long. Once we hit a major new all-time low, then there was a, a pretty obvious bounce. And then it was not necessarily off to the races back toward higher levels, but we didn't hold those lows or near them. We started at the very least inching up. This yeah. time around, the new market realities created by coronavirus have meant that we have progressively set more new all-time lows in a two-month time window than we ever have before. And that's the kind of thing that that everybody would like to know mm-hmm. if rates can continue to do that or if we're at risk of a long-term bounce, the kind of bounce that we saw in 2012 and 2016. In answering those questions, there's no way to predict the future, obviously, for financial markets or interest rates, but that doesn't stop analysts from trying. We can talk about this a little bit more in the roundtable later on, but what I'm seeing this week is a sort of an interesting confluence of these two main schools of thought that analysts use to try to predict the future. I don't know you know how familiar listeners are with this sort of yin and yang of analysis, but you have fundamentals on one side and then technical analysis on the other side. When you see the, the people on the financial news talking about the various chart patterns, moving averages, there are all kinds of studies that can be overlaid on charts that people use to assign meaning or even try to predict the future of what's going to happen. And there's some validity to that. And there's certainly obviously validity to fundamental analysis, which means we're looking at the things that should matter in economic data and the news. And when those two uh, agree, then we want to pay more attention. And so what I saw at the end of last week, and now maybe at the beginning of this week remains to be seen, is some agreement 
in those two schools of thought. So on the one side, we have, uh, yes, the spike in coronavirus numbers was disconcerting and still is, but some people are sort of pointing to an early leveling off in some of the problem states. Florida is not among those today, but Texas, Arizona, California may be leveling off in some regards. And if that happens at the same time, that would be a fundamental signal, by the way. And then we'd have a technical signal in bonds because bonds have done so well. A lot of the technical analysis uh, really relies on momentum. And when we do well enough for long enough, then we think, uh, oh, hey, maybe our luck has run out. Maybe that's going to reverse. So in a nutshell, the technical studies basically said that, said bonds have done well enough for long enough that maybe they're going to reverse. We hadn't seen that until the very end of last week. And then when we saw it, it was a reasonably aggressive move in treasuries. But MBS, mortgage-backed securities, also began to underperform form after steadily outperforming. So they stick pretty close together most of the time, but there's variations in performance and MBS have been doing better than treasuries, which is why mortgage rates have been falling to all-time lows while treasury yields weren't quite there yet. So that's a concern. If we see more evidence of a leveling off process in the the COVID numbers and the technical studies of uh, bond market momentum continue to suggest that this is a, a shift that's underway, we might see rates try to push back a little bit. But we have seen that be before, as recently as early June. And we all know how that turned out. So a lot remains to be seen. It's still about COVID, but I just think it's a good thing to keep in mind. At some point, the signals about a long-term bounce will be valid and it will be the last all-time low you've seen for a long time. I personally haven't seen anything that makes me think that we've seen that yet, but at some point we will. And it's just good to be on the lookout for uh, for when that happens. Oh. Not much on the calendar this week. We do have core CPI tomorrow. That's the inflation index and it historically has been important, not important right now. The biggest ticket of this week will be Thursday morning, 8.30 a.m., where we have the confluence of retail sales, jobless claims, and uh, the Philadelphia oh, Fed right. Business Index. So retail sales is expected to rise again. If it does and the COVID numbers are good and jobless claims are lower than expected, then those are the kinds of things that could add up to pressure on the bond market and rate. I love this. That's why I knew you were going to talk about all this because it's on your website. I'm looking at there you it. Go. Love that. Economic calendar right there, square in the middle. Previous week, today, tomorrow, this week, and next week. Love this stuff. I love your site. Great tools, great <laughs> technology, and uh, great commentary. Appreciate you, Matt. Can't wait to have you join us in the Hot Topic segment. You're going to be able to stick on, join in, will you not, for the Hot Topic? Absolutely. I couldn't miss it. Thank All you. right. I love it. Appreciate you, Matt, Graham. I'm so glad you're on the podcast with us every week. We're telling everyone we can about your service and your product. Great stuff. Alice Alvey, good to have you here live. Alice is the CMB Vice President of Education and training at the Union Home Mortgage. And she's got this week's legislative update. Alice, how are you doing? I'm doing well. We're moving ahead. Thank goodness on the legislative front, Congress yes. is busy doing all kinds of other bills related to the pandemic and economic needs that they believe are important there for us to continue to increase our national debt. So that's a whole discussion, right? There's pros and cons to that. But the bottom line for us from a legislative update standpoint, I just want to give folks a quick update on the main thing we're watching right now is the fact that the CFPB has a proposed rule to change the qualified mortgage rule. This is an important step in really dealing with Fannie and Freddie and the 
fact that they're still in conservatorship and trying to solve long term for the fact that when you get an approval from DU and LP today, it's automatically considered to be a in compliance with the qualified mortgage rule and therefore you're you know going to be in that good place of a safe harbor. At last week's show, I talked about the main components of the proposed rule, which would be the idea of not relying on a DTI and leaning more toward a comparison of an increase in the APR. Today, I want to focus on a couple other aspects of the rule, first of which is that they're asking for feedback on allowing verification of debts and income to come from reliable third-party documentation. And so if you think of today, we hold Appendix Q piece that describes all the documentation right. requirements. They want to do away with that, keep it simple, and just say, hey, if I got a verification from the work number or I have W-2s and pay stubs, I'm done. So let's keep it simple instead of overly complex. So that's one piece which we're in favor of. The other piece uh, that I think is interesting is considering a seasoning approach. I think this will really help the non-QM space. If you say, we originated the loan, we may not have gotten full verification it was more of a bank statement type loan. But after a year, the borrowers made all their payments on time. Now it's seasoned and would now it qualify for at least being potentially in a rebuttable presumption, if not all the way as a safe harbor. I love this aspect. I think it's something the industry should push for because certainly if the loan shown is performed, I think this will help ease investors' minds. It'll give those types of lenders a, an out, so to speak. I just think it, it would be really good for the industry. So I'd love to see people throw some support behind that. And then for an effective date, they were looking at trying to make this effective six months after it passes. I'm not sure how our IT providers would feel about that. That's an off turn to change up the technology that we use to calculate compliance with the regulation. So those are the last three parts of it that I didn't get a chance to touch on last week. And I wanted folks to have a little bit under their belt so that you can really get out there and comment. It doesn't take a lot. You simply go to the CFPB website. It's right there for notices and proposed rules, and you can put in your two cents on what you would support for each one of the aspects of this. Last but not least, for our community bankers, uh, just a heads up, they did publish another request for comment on July 2nd. So we've got 60 days for this. They're going to try and change this up a bit. Community lenders, if you're $10 billion or less, uh, you would not have to have the borrower have an escrow account if the loan oh. was a high-priced mortgage loan. It's one of the things I think credit unions, lenders who aren't so really set up to have escrow accounts uh, really like about that because uh, it can be difficult to manage escrow. But just a heads up, they're looking to change the rules on that. And you should go read that and make sure you're okay with the changes. One of the big changes is they want to put back in that your primary business focus is predominantly serving rural market. They took that out and now they're looking to put it back in. I uh, think some lend, yeah, because it turned out with it missing to be yep. a bit of a loophole. So anyway, yep. those are the two proposed rules. People should go pay attention to, Dave, and I'll kick it back to you. Oh, I can't have, wait to have you back on the Hot Topics segment. It's kind of like we get the old band to just get back and yeah. visit about that stuff. We haven't done one in a long, long time, and I'm looking forward to having you participate. How cool is that? Looking forward to it. It'll be Say fun. hi to Bill and Al and the whole team there. Love Love, 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 love what uh, Union Home Mortgage is doing and how they've responded to all this. It's just a great leadership in that company. you got a great home there, Alice. All right. Yeah. Folks, we're going to get over to Alan in just a second, but we're always talking about Finastra. They are one of our anchor sponsors. Been here forever, and we're just so grateful, but their technology isn't old and been around forever. They're updating it regularly, and I encourage you to check it out. FusionBot has got some really nice new features, as well as their point-of-sale system is just solid. It's something that can make such a difference. They have 
have over 1,400 clients already using the system, which is amazing. And you're going to want to see what they're doing, especially how it connects and seamlessly works together. Now, the point of sale system will work with other systems, but I encourage you to check it out. Alan Pollock, good to have you here. And you got this week's weekly tech update. We always put in a shout out for your employer with Open Close, and you consult with me on tech issues. So good to yeah. have you. What's you amazing got? is everybody I work with allows me to have all these crazy opinions every day. So uh, much love <laughs> and appreciation to everybody that pretends to listen to me and let me speak my mind. I was talking to some folks this morning. It's kind of funny being in technology, especially years ago, you'd always get, can you fix my computer or can you, you know, <laughs> check my virus where and maybe in the late nineties, I help people with that stuff. But, you know, I do get a lot of people asking me, what's up with this technology, social distancing? And is that true? So I wanted to be the Snopes for the Lickin' on Lending group today. And I got to tell you, wearables <laughs> for workers is 1000% true. And there's a number of companies coming out with devices that clip on hard hats, wrists, belts, and they sound an alarm. There's even a, there's a six foot alarm backpack. Amazon's got a distance assistant, you name it. There's bumper tables and there's a bubble that Cheddar had it out there that can go on your head and it, it looks ridiculous, but you're in your own space. I just don't know what happens if you sneeze, right? That's so funny. Right? Yeah. I saw the one bar where everyone's wearing like large inner tubes on it and they have a table that's on the top of that. Yeah, yeah. And so did you see that one? That was hilarious too, bumping around in there yeah. and going, social distance things, so everyone's got their big inner tubes. So it's crazy stuff. But what's going on in the world of technology? Are we getting any gains in this? One of the questions we're going to talk about in the hot topic I got for you, Alan, is a lot of money is being spent on tech, but are we getting anywhere? Love that question. Let's talk about it then. Another question you were going to ask me is, what's the new norm? And I'm going to tell you yeah. right now, which will be a segue into our second half of today's podcast, who says there's going to be a norm? Yeah, let's talk about some cool news, right? Mm -hmm. We don't talk a lot about reverse mortgages. And our friend mm -hmm. Scott at Open Mortgage just recently did a press release. But in addition, he was interviewed and he talked just about what his company's doing during COVID and how he's investing technology in reverse mortgages. But I also saw that Quantum Reverse just got awarded a patent, which is, it's not uncommon to be awarded a patent, but it's very hard to get a patent. And they just got one for their software handling of what they call FA, Financial Assessment Requirement for Home Equity Conversion Mortgages. And they talk about this online process. It's just something unique that they're doing that they, they were actually awarded a patent. So you want to check it out, especially if you're looking to partner or get into reverse mortgages. You want to take a look at Quantum Reverse. This was pretty interesting, David. This is a company called Renofi. And and it was just like BurgerFi, but it's RenoFi. And they offer uh, what they call RenoFi loans. And so they're not a lender, they're a tech provider. But what they do is they actually help lenders using technology, help borrowers qualify for renovation loans by lending against what the potential value will be after renovation rather than having the necessary or available equity that they have today and prevents the borrowers from having to go leverage retirement accounts and credit cards and personal loans and all that kind of stuff. So new technology, you want to check it out, Renofi. And David, this is kind of interesting. We don't talk a lot about real estate tech. We do sometimes. If you're an avid reader of some of our industry publications, you'll hear a whole bunch about it. Well, the iBuyer movement, and, and if you don't know what the yep. iBuyer movement is, is basically a company that uses technology to make an 
offer on your home instantly. And an iBuyer represents a dramatic shift in the way people are buying and selling homes, offering in many cases a simpler, more convenient alternative to traditional home sales. Well, there's an iBuyer platform called Zavi, Z-A-V-V-I-E, and they just released what they call their offer optimizer. So we talk a lot in our, on the mortgage side of the fence about like mortgage coaches, an example, right? And how they provide the ability for a loan officer to have the tools to share multiple options for a buyer. Well, what the offer optimizer Zavi does is something very similar. They provide based on information on the property and technology, of course, the ability to make an offer on your home instantly. And they provide a comparison of what they call bridge options, open market options, and an instant sale option. And they show you how much you'll spend, the time frame, what the outgoing costs are. It's really kind of interesting. So if you actually are looking or you're partnered as a lender with iBuyer platform, or you're looking to become more iBuyer centric, take a look at Zavi, Z-A-V-V-I-E, a very interesting. interesting technology. And David, two more quick topics I wanted to mention, and I'm going to tee off an awesome topic for next week. One is our friends over at Home Captain. I don't know if everyone remembers VA Loan Captain. It was started by a veteran actually called Grant Moon. Uh, his name is Grant Moon. And they did some interesting stuff. They were recently acquired by Redify in February of this year. And they are now, they've commercially launched something called the Portfolio Retention Program. And so if you think hmm. about AVMs, like Z Estimates, they have all this national data and they let you sort of pick your path, do it yourself. And they've got all this different fees and so there's real estate technology blended in with the mortgage part of it. But what's even better than that is they actually help you incubate the data that you have. So abandonment or servicing data and recapture. Right. And they're seeing over 20% back on their portfolio partners, which is huge. And they're also leveraging what you and I have talked about many times and not even about the digital human. But if you think a year ago, David, we're talking about AI chatbot and they have an AI chatbot that handles the conversation and that recapture process. And then this is the really interesting part. Besides the technology and that 20% increase in recapture, they are heavily female-based, up to 70%, which is not only just in females, but also representation on military spouses. Diversity has two parts, right? Of course, what we're going through as a country right now and there, there are almost slim to none African-Americans that have come out of Silicon Valley and that have started a lot of companies. And if you Google it, you will not find very much at all. So we are heavily lacking in that area. And I'm, I'm sure that we'll start to see a shift in what we're doing, especially in mortgage technology. But separately, Microsoft has a program called the Military Spouse Technology Academy, which actually it's a 22-week on-site training program that helps sure. train on numerous areas yeah. of fintech. And, and then actually has hiring uh, programs and partnerships. Better.com, by the way, in our industry, just pledged to hire 5,000 military spouses and the same thing with Accenture. So we'll hear more about diversity. And David, just to end it, the the kickoff for next week is CIO versus CTO. What is the difference? Oh, good. Can't wait. Looking forward to your contribution in the Hot Topic segment. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate you very much. Andy Shell, Dr. Andy Shell, the private doctor, had some great barbecue on Saturday. Good to continue the discussion. Discussion here today, friend. You bet you, Dave. It's always awesome to be here with you today. My mom was a military spouse. My dad was in Vietnam after being in World yeah. War II. I think there's more programs for uh, spouses 
of vets today than there were back then. But your family is very successful. Your dad did real well. Mom raised a family of a lot of doctors. So a lot of brain cells in your family. Well, it's all genetics. That's why I have low cholesterol, not because of how I eat, but because of genetics. Yeah. One of the things that every homeowner does, or pretty much every homeowner does, is they send in a mortgage payment. And maybe they write a check. Maybe they go on their online system. They do it through bill pay, whatever. Lots of different ways that people can send in the mortgage payment. But that's what every homeowner does. Everybody that's closing a loan today will, within the next 60 days, send in a payment. When that payment comes in, that's mortgage servicing. I'm very excited about mortgage servicing. It's one of my favorite topics because every month as a mortgage servicer, we get to interact with our customers. I mean, it's an amazing opportunity to help customers understand mortgage, understand properties, understand insurance, consider better alternatives for insurance, to understand the benefits of prepaying. So you want to be able to, depending upon your age, you want to make some room for that reverse mortgage because that reverse mortgage has caps on it. So you got to get your LTV down. So being able to understand all of that. As a user of mortgage servicing, as somebody who makes a mortgage payment, I never hear this stuff from my servicer. So it's like, this is interesting. This is important stuff. Why aren't we communicating more? Because servicing has the opportunity Mm -hmm. to be a value-adding function. We get to help people understand things. So if you think about it, what other business has a relationship with a customer that you interact with every single month for 30 years. What are we doing to take advantage of that opportunity? So Teresa and I are starting our MBA-sponsored servicing webinar in two weeks. We start and we run for two weeks and we talk about big picture servicing and then we talk about the nuts and bolts and the functions and who does what in servicing. So we're very passionate about servicing. We hope that you'll join us for the webinar. We talk a lot about different dynamics associated with servicing, including what I just described. One of the things that I've been looking for with a technology provider is I want for them to give me the ability to send a note to a customer 60 or 90 days before their hazard insurance expires and say, oh, by the way, your hazard insurance is going to expire on September the 15th. If you're thinking about making a change, now's the time to start looking at it, check with various providers to get the information, and then be sure and make sure we get that new declaration page because you don't want us to have to put insurance on your house for you. So be sure and get us that information. So many capability in servicing that could be done that's not. It's crazy. It's true. So the moral of that story is to learn more, attend your webinar. You bet. That's so good. Andy Shell. Dr. Andy Shell, thank you so much. The good news, folks, I have talked Andy Shell into doing his own podcast. It's coming. I know Christmas is coming, but he's actually working on it. He's committed to doing it. I cannot wait. That's right. You bet. All right. Thank you so much, folks. That ends this week's weekly update. If you're listening live, you're just going to stay right on here, and we appreciate you being here. Be sure to tune in. We've got Vince Parlov. We're going to be interviewing him, airing that as soon as we get it edited, put that up as a special, and there's so much to go on. Have a great week, everybody. Good to have you with us. Next week, we got Anthony Flynn, a CEO of Work Faith Connection, and also joining us will be Gwen Muse. We're talking about what you could do in your community to make a difference with all the protests going on. What are you doing to be proactive and make a difference? We're going to have a great podcast next week on the Hot Topic segment. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.